Hello and welcome to On the Front Lines, the podcast where we take the conversation to the front lines of the fight to end human trafficking and equip you to make a difference right where you are. I'm Phil Hilgard, COO at A21, and today we are so excited to be joining you for this special Walk for Freedom episode. We are so grateful that you are tuning in to one of our most anticipated events of the year and joining us from all over the world. Walk for Freedom is a day dedicated to global awareness where people just like you take to the streets, walking in a single file line and walk for freedom in hundreds of cities and countries all over the world. In the last seven years, we've seen thousands walk for freedom and millions more educated about the global crisis of human trafficking. We have an exciting panel lined up for you today on this episode. We're going to be hearing from Dr. Rhiannon Bell, A21's Director of Aftercare, about the global complexities of human trafficking. You'll hear from survivor leader, founder and CEO of Elevate Academy, Rebecca Bender, about the importance of awareness. You'll hear Petya's story, a young woman who bravely escaped her life in trafficking and is now on her own journey of restoration. And you'll also have the opportunity to hear an inspiring and powerful message from A21's co-founder, Christine Kane. Whether this is your first walk or your eighth year participating in Walk for Freedom, well, well done. You're not going to want to miss this episode. And we are so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you for being a catalyst for change with each step that you take and for using your voice on social media and for raising awareness within your local community. Thank you for using your freedom to advocate the liberation of all men, women, and children enslaved throughout the world. Today, in refusing to turn a blind eye to the horrors of trafficking and by taking action in your community, we are able to break the cycle of human trafficking. We know that it is only when we work together that we will see an end to this injustice. So without further delay, let's get started by welcoming our first speaker, A21's Director of Aftercare, Dr. Rhiannon Bell, a licensed clinical psychologist who will help us unpack the complexities of this crime. Human trafficking is affecting millions of vulnerable men, women and children in our world today. It's the fastest growing organized crime and exists in nearly every country and every city. Victims are predominantly exploited through sex and labor trafficking, and it's going to require all of us playing our individual roles to put an end to one of the most horrific violations of human rights our world has ever seen. Through A21's work since 2008, we've found that victims often experience human trafficking through specific stages. Vulnerability, exploitation, and re-victimization. Nearly every single situation of trafficking starts with vulnerability. This could look like a young woman who has experienced hardship, desperate to provide a better life for her child. A man seeking employment in a foreign country so that he can support his family. Or a teenager living on the streets after fleeing an abusive situation. Traffickers use various tactics to prey upon individuals' specific vulnerabilities that are designed to exploit the financial, relational or emotional needs of the victim. These strategies lure in vulnerable individuals with the promise of hope, security or stability. 
effectively deceiving them into entering dangerous situations. Many vulnerable individuals are tricked through false promises of better jobs or loving relationships, only to find themselves in an unending cycle of trafficking. Following vulnerability, the next stage of the cycle is exploitation. This is the stage at which men, women and children are exploited by traffickers through force, fraud or coercion. Psychological and physical tactics are employed by the trafficker to keep those who are victimised trapped in exploitation, often for months or years, without any hope of freedom. It is common to think of a person being held captive in exploitation as someone who is physically constrained. While this may be the case for some, the reality is that in many parts of the world, victims are being restrained through psychological methods of control. Over the years, we've often been asked the question, why don't victims just leave? This is a logical question to ask, as many of us live in societies that encourage individual choice, autonomy and personal freedoms. And most of us are largely in control of our daily routines. However, this question itself implies that the victim had a choice in their circumstances at all. Even if they are not physically restrained, many victims are unable to simply pack up and leave their traffickers. Due to threats of violence towards themselves or family members, victims are often forced to decide between attempting to escape their trafficking situation and potentially risking their own life or the lives of those that they care about, or staying and continuing to endure the exploitation and abuse. That when their own survival or the survival of others that they love is on the line, it's not much of a choice at all. Traffic has used physical and psychological methods to control their victims. The physical tactics used in the cycle of exploitation can include violence, sexual abuse, the manipulation of existing substance dependencies or the introduction of new substance dependencies, bondage through debt, or the withholding of resources or identification documents. Psychological tactics can be hard to identify and in some cases, even harder to understand. Threats, manipulation and lies are not immediately visible and thus much harder for others to identify. Emotional abuse, characterized by control, blaming and shaming, can be used to erode the victim's self-esteem bringing them to the point of feeling worthless and hopeless, of which they are much more likely to yield to the traffickers' demands. These psychological tactics typically go unseen, keeping a victim trapped and overlooked by those who may pass them by in the supermarket, public transportation, or walking by on the street. Other psychological tactics can be more subtle. The false promise that the work will soon end, misleading them about a debt owed that must be paid back, telling them that law enforcement won't believe their story and that they're the ones that will be held accountable. And in certain types of trafficking, the development of trauma bonds may occur. This is where a victim, out of extreme vulnerability, develops a strong emotional or romantic attachment with their trafficker, seeking their approval, seeing them in a positive light and struggling to see their own victimization. Individuals who have been coerced into remaining in the cycle of trafficking can develop a crippling fear of the unknown in the outside world. If they choose to leave their traffickers, they might ask themselves, where will I live? How will I support myself? Will they come after me? 
Will law enforcement believe my story? What will happen to the people I love? All of these questions, along with the isolation, threats and mind games that traffickers use, can trick victims into believing that compliance and remaining in their current exploitation may be their safest course of action. Although it is painful to learn the details of exploitation, it is important to understand so we can be equipped to play our part in ending this horrific abuse. If we aren't familiar with what trafficking looks like in reality, or if we have a false understanding about what keeps people in the cycle of exploitation, even if we are in a position to witness trafficking, we may not understand what we're seeing or know how to take appropriate action. Hi, my name's Charlie Blythe, European Regional Director here at A21. You just heard from Dr. Rhiannon Bell on the incredibly complex crime of human trafficking that is taking place all over the world. As you just heard, many of the victims caught in this cycle don't have much of a choice to leave their trafficking situation. And this stark reality is the reason we walk today, so that one day every person in the world might experience freedom. Walk for Freedom is how we, a community of nearly half a million people, mobilise locally to make a global impact. Right now, there are thousands of people all around the world walking through their city streets, holding up posters and handing out flyers, educating millions of people about the threat and reality of human trafficking. What started as a small walk with dozens of participants has now become a global event. Nearly 500,000 educational materials have been distributed through the walk as people all over the world canvass their local communities. Over 250 million people have been reached through media and social platforms as people take to the digital world to raise awareness about the dangers of human trafficking. And still, even more are being reached and educated through in-person and virtual watch parties being hosted all around the world. Today is our chance to join a global community of people taking action against this injustice. And by participating in this movement today, through your action, advocacy and fundraising, you are propelling our mission forward to abolish slavery everywhere forever. When you walk for freedom, donate to the cause or post on social media, you are helping others around you learn to identify human trafficking and helping those to be more equipped to report it. We've already witnessed thousands of men, women and children who found freedom from situations of trafficking. But unfortunately, the reality is, is their freedom from trafficking is just the beginning of their recovery journey. Our next speaker, Rebecca Bender, is one of the incredible women who survived her experience as a victim of human trafficking and persevered on a journey of personal restoration. Rebecca went on to found Elevate Academy, a virtual professional development school and online community for survivors of trafficking and now functions as the organization's CEO. Listen to Rebecca's thoughtful reflections on why people everywhere should be aware and educated about the crime of human trafficking. Please welcome our friend, Rebecca. For those people that are showing up and doing the walk, I mean, I want to say thank you for one. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for making a difference by helping raise awareness and spread the message and to make a difference in your community and to have people all around you looking and going, what's going on? And you are causing people to lean in today and to do their own research and to learn more about this issue in their city. So thank you. Awareness about human trafficking matters because it helps us not only keep people safe, 
and helps us know what to look for. But I think awareness shapes this much broader general idea, shifting from this misconception of trafficking to knowing that proper awareness will help us to see that the exploitation of marginalized people happens everywhere in every community. If you can close your eyes and picture the most vulnerable people in your neighborhood, traffickers can too. And so we have an equal duty to step in and say, hey, I want to be a part of a solution. I want to make a difference. I'm going to start, you know, volunteering here, giving money there, and knowing that you're by working at decreasing vulnerabilities is how we are going to decrease trafficking. Learn about it. Get to know uh, what trafficking looks like, the different typologies of crime, the different recruitment tactics. Learn about vulnerabilities. We call them the on-ramps to exploitation. And then the trauma of trafficking itself. And then the exit ramps, the barriers to reentry. So what type of barriers are being created from the vulnerabilities and then from the trafficking, right? Because otherwise we put survivors right back to the same vulnerabilities that got them trafficked in the first place. And now they just have even more to deal with. They have criminal records, they have huge gaps in job history, PTSD, potentially a whole bunch of other things that come with being trafficked. So it's really about learning those three things, on-ramps, trafficking, exit ramps. And when you can learn about that and, and the recruitment that gets people on those on-ramps, now you have a really broad 360 perspective of this topic that you can now start plugging in of like, well, now what's my heart and talent and how can I align that with these three areas of trafficking um, if it's something I'm really passionate about and want to get involved in. People are always trying to take advantage of another human being. Uh, it looks really different based on the culture and community in which you live, but trafficking happens everywhere. There's so many systems that need solutions. And so the common thing that we all have is that we want communities to be safe. We want people to know that they're loved. You can pick different areas that either are your area of engagement, of, of interest, of influence, of um, industry or profession or contacts, whatever it might be, to step in and be a part of the solution. It's going to take so many of us to keep moving this needle forward. We're all needed. We all have something to offer. And I just want to encourage you to keep continuing to explore where it is that you should plug into next. And now we're going to hear Petia's story, which is based on true events. It's all a distant memory now. Why didn't I realize what I was getting into? The journey was not easy. 15 days. No food. I thought we were paying for a better life. Anything would have been better than what we came from. Get out! Or at least, that's what I thought. I was tricked. Take off your clothes. The abuse, the rape, the torment. Every day the same. I had nothing left to give. 
days turned to months. Months turned to years. My debts paid long ago, yet I was still there. They were always watching. I thought I would never escape. Hello, this is the National Human Trafficking Hotline. How can I help you? It's him. Madam, I need you to remain calm. What is your current location? Please, no! I need you to call the sergeant. We have a life incident here that requires immediate attention. Incredibly resilient, Petya. No one should ever have to go through what you've been through. This is Petya. Hi. Hi, Petya. They were so kind to me. Just help yourself so whatever you like. Okay, helpful. Help me to feel safe again. The Freedom Center restored my trust in people. They welcomed me in, gave me a home, told me how to pick up the pieces and start again, to find the beauty in life, to trust again. The life once lost, I'm beginning to create again. Now, it's my turn to do my part. To make sure nothing like this ever happens to anyone else. Silence in the courtroom. I want you to feel the debris of irreparable harm you have caused this young lady and 15 other women and children that we know of. It is the judgment of this court the two are sentenced to 150 years imprisonment and ordered to pay restitution in the amount of $275,000. This matter is adjourned. This, this is more than freedom. This, this is justice. Not a day goes by that I don't think about what happened. I think about the ones who didn't make it. About the countless ones still waiting for freedom. I'm here because of the incredible people who fought for me, who refused to give up on me, who cared for me, who loved me, who paid the price for a better future for myself and so many to the ones who made this all possible. If that was you, thank you.
Petia's story is just one of many accounts of human trafficking we've seen in our work over the last 14 years. But it's important to remember that depending on where you are in the world, human trafficking can look very different. No one person's story or experience is the same. But in the same way that Petia found freedom and restoration, our hope is that through the awareness and the action happening today, many more lives will be impacted all over the world. I'm Alan Nunnally, Regional Director of Asia Pacific here at A21, and our team is working around the clock to reach vulnerable individuals. Our teams serve through messages of prevention to vulnerable communities. We identify and assist victims out of trafficking situations, and we provide restoration to survivors. Since 2008, we've helped thousands of victims experience freedom from exploitation, and we've educated millions more on the global crisis of human trafficking. Driven by a radical hope that the trafficking cycle can be broken, our team has established a variety of anti-trafficking resources to be used worldwide. Our 24/7 hotlines can be a line out for a victim or a training resource for a frontline professional to equip them, alongside our child advocacy centers and victim identification operations. We also offer assistance to survivors of human trafficking throughout their journey of recovery, as seen in our freedom centers and our aftercare services. Right now, you're going to have the special opportunity to hear from A21 co-founder Christine Kane. Chris is going to unpack her vision for what it will take to see a world without slavery. Hi, I'm Christine Kane, founder of A21, and as thousands of you tune in from all across the globe in small towns or major cities wherever you are located, we want you to know that we are so grateful that you are here. You've just heard from some of the world's leading voices in the fight to end human trafficking, as together we seek to bring equal justice, opportunity, and dignity to every individual affected by this devastating crime. Since starting A21 in 2008, we have partnered with thousands of people just like you to fulfill our mission to reach the vulnerable, rescue victims, and restore survivors, effectively breaking the cycle of human trafficking. In the last 14 years, we've reached hundreds of millions of people with awareness and prevention materials. We have identified and assisted thousands of victims from situations of trafficking and exploitation. We have walked alongside many survivors on their journey to restoration, and have seen hundreds of traffickers held accountable for their crimes. And there are so many incredible organizations, law enforcement, and government officials, survivors, and individuals all across the globe who are playing a significant role in this fight. There are an estimated 40 million people affected by human trafficking today, meaning more people are enslaved in our modern age than there have ever been in human history. In order to better understand the problem we are facing, I want you to think about it like this. Human trafficking, at its core, is theft. It is the robbery of identity, personhood, and choice. It is a violation of a person's most basic human rights and boundaries. It is stealing someone's inherent right to make choices on their own behalf. The United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights has justly proclaimed that all people have the inherent right to freedom. But our work has proven that not everyone receives the opportunity to experience that fundamental human right, and that is an injustice that can only be righted if you and I use our freedom to fight for the men, women, and children who are being robbed of theirs. While this reality might seem grim to some, I truly believe that human trafficking is a crime that can be completely eradicated in time. 
I'm convinced now more than ever that the solution to ending human trafficking has always been and will always be each one of you. 14 years ago, when I was first made aware of trafficking, I was faced with a choice to continue on with life as I knew it or to allow what I was learning to change the course of my life. I wrestled with this decision for some time. Could I, one person, actually make a difference? Would my actions matter? Knowing that I didn't have all the answers, qualifications or experience, it would have been so easy for me to walk away. But I knew that I had to try. I chose to act. And that single decision to take action has served as the catalyst upon which A21 is built. It was the first of many small steps that propelled us forward in the mission to abolish human trafficking. And now I'm presenting you with that same choice. For many, whether you decide to take a stand against this injustice is dependent upon your perception of choice and cost. While the choice to act may require personal sacrifice, hard work or an enduring commitment, the choice to ignore this issue comes at an even greater cost to the millions of people who are caught in this exploitative cycle right now. But despite the cost to you, the reward on the other side of your action may be the freedom for another life what I want to remind us of is this. There is a cost either way, regardless of what you choose. If you choose to act on another's behalf, the cost comes from a decision you have made for yourself. If you choose to not act at all, the cost falls squarely and solely upon the individual experiencing this crime. So will you step out? Will you make the call, ask the question, take the risk? Maybe you have the desire to help, but you're afraid to take the next step. Reporting human trafficking is a weighty responsibility and many of us wrestle with feelings of uncertainty. Whatever inattention we might feel toward taking action, it is imperative that we understand the necessity of our own involvement. Because in some cases, you might be the only person in the unique position to step in and intervene on behalf of another person. In these moments of decision, we must realize that our action is the only way change will happen. I believe you and I are uniquely positioned to make a difference, whether that means giving of our money, of our time, by reporting our concerns, or simply by educating those around us to the realities of this abuse. We invite you to use whatever resources and connections that are available to you in combating human trafficking. Because trafficking is such a global, far-reaching crime, every single one of us can be mobilised within our own communities to make a difference. If justice is not yet a reality in our own communities, justice is not a reality anywhere. I am convinced that if we fight for the freedom of those in our towns, neighbourhoods and cities, we will see millions freed across the earth. Together, we can see the end of human trafficking within our lifetime. Never forget that your involvement in this fight is meaningful, necessary, and has the power to change the world as we know it. To everyone across the globe who has joined us for this podcast, and to the thousands of people walking with us today at Walk for Freedom in 2022, we want to end off by saying a massive thank you. I'm Katie Modral. South African Country Manager for A21. And I know that your participation in this walk, your donations, and don't forget your social media presence has made countless people aware of human trafficking across the globe. 
The sacrifices you have made today with your time and your resources will continue to advance freedom for victims around the world. Don't underestimate how you showing up today has played a pivotal role in leading survivors to justice and to restoration. While Walk for Freedom marks a significant step in our collective effort to eradicate human trafficking in the places that we call home, we know there is still more work to be done. And the reality is, it can't be done alone. Awareness is the first step, but our hope is that you will take what you learned here today back to your family, back to your friends, and back to your community. We encourage you to share your experience today on social media. Use the hashtag walkforfreedom and don't forget to tag us in your posts at A21. There are so many actions each one of us can take to combat one of the greatest violations of human rights our world has ever seen. And we encourage you to find ways in your own community to join in and play your part in this movement. When we all come together to unite against this global crime, we are showing the world that every person deserves safety, that every person deserves freedom, and that every person deserves to live in a world without slavery. Thank you so much for joining us here today.